You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Oh, and this is a first, people. This is a late-night emergency taping uh, of the Monday recap. So, Cookies and I, Jim, back from vacation, looking bronzed as ever. Uh, <laughs> and we are we are coming to you moments after one of the great AFC title games, uh, NFL title games we've ever seen. Uh, Jim, welcome. How are you, buddy? I am refreshed. And what a day we have to talk about because there's no shortage of stuff to get into. Wow. No, but look, scheduling forced us to do this, and yep. maybe it's a blessing in disguise because it's, what, 10, 16 at night, and we're hopping on and doing this deal. So uh, let's jump into it. Uh, where do we begin here? I mean, Well, how'd I think, you do? Because I was uh, gone. You brought TJ on. Thanks yeah. for TJ. You made some picks. I've got you at three and two. Sound about right? Yeah, it sounds right because TJ's dumbass talked me into a prop better, too. But, I mean, I had <laughs> Philly. I had the Chiefs. I had the under. Um, Big game I, bet. Yeah, dude, I, I'm going to tell you something. This is um, the big game bet moves to 10 and 0. I really don't want to understate it. It's not, that's not normal. That's not something that's going to continue. I'm almost afraid to pull the trigger on it now. But like I told you, I wait, I pick spots. And people, if you've listened to the pod, hopefully, you know, when the BGB drops, you follow along. Because, dude, if you're complaining after 10 and 0, I can't help you. But yeah, um, it's college and pro, and it moves to ten and zero, and that's probably the way that's going to sit. I don't think I'll have a BGB for the Super Bowl, but I I did. I made the under today, the big game bet. I did get a little nervous, Jimmy, when uh, when Mahomes fumbled that ball. I go, oh no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose on that. That second that's- half was whiplash after whiplash yeah. after whiplash where you thought this is going to be the thing that swings the game. No, this is the thing that swings the game. Yeah. So, no, record-wise, 67-56-3. Uh, Super Bowl's the only thing left. Big game bet, 10-0. and 0. Jimmy was floating around the beach, enjoying himself, and trying to get location verification live from Belize. We'll get to that momentarily. Jim finishes the year 64-63-2. Um, yeah, no, big game bet. Proud of it. Happy about it. And you move on. I mean, that that's it. I hope people got some juice and got some some winners out of it and Let's cook, man. I was pumped like to hit that. And honestly, I mean, Jim, straight up, uh, there's a live withdrawal taking place. There is. Yeah, uh, I get it. I'm not going to bullshit. I did get irresponsible today and had a rather nice parlay uh, with Philly, KC, and under in KC. So I was very, very pleased at that 23-20 final. So we'll hit that button, get a little dignity back. <laughs> um, 
what was it? so I want to be serious about this and then we're going to talk about the games and have some fun and 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 I will have a word about Romo and I have a solution for this but you actually tried to get a location verification. You are on a cruise for the last seven days. Yeah, just to catch people up. So I, I was out last week. I took a cruise. It was a birthday cruise. We had planned it well before the podcast even launched. And it was a great time. But I, I guess I have a problem because we are floating mid-Atlantic Ocean. And I'm texting you at the end of the Cowboys-Niners game. And you're like, your wife is going to throw you in the ocean. You need to unplug. <laughs> you need to check out. I said, if you don't get off that phone, she's going to put that thing in the ocean. Yeah. You're going to have a real problem on your fucking hands. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the very next day, I can't help myself. I'm looking at lines, and I absentmindedly, I'm like, you know what? I want to pounce on this. I want to take the Chiefs. I think there was a, a moment midweek where they were actually getting points as the home team. I'm like, Mahomes at home yeah. with points. They were only getting to two get, and a half at, yeah. at peak. Only going to get like the little notification. We can't verify your location. Sorry, you can't bet in Honduras. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, we'll we'll wait till we come back. And I ended Maybe up making the, the ticket 2.0 though. Maybe that's where you hire a runner. <laughs> like we just go big time with it. You've got somebody rolling into like a casino at, in Jersey or something. Well, they I had a casino on board. I did a little hold'em. I won the uh, not to brag. I won the the boat Texas hold'em tournament last week. So. I got well, my fix. This vacation, Sally, your poor wife. You're trying to place <laughs> bets on the Chiefs in Honduras, and then you're sitting at a poker table with a bunch of mopes. <laughs> are you shitting me? Yeah, I won the whole, it wasn't like, you know, it's maybe 15 people. Ate a couple but how long does and, that take? Yeah, I, it took a couple hours, actually. You think? Do you think? <laughs> God almighty. So let's see. Texas Hold'em, betting from the beach. Uh, fantastic. Um, Can you really get away? I guess the answer is no. Yeah, watch me in two weeks. Um, <laughs> watch me. You will not see me checking lines of Michigan State basketball. Let me give you this last thing, and then I want to get to Eagles Niners, and then we will break down Chiefs Bengals. Got a mailbag for you. Again, if you guys aren't hip to it yet, Jim created it. It's worked so far. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. You can give all your questions, all the good stuff. Uh, certainly, we still want the reviews, want the five stars. It's algorithmic. It helps us. Um, but yeah, and if you didn't download last week's off-season game plan, it's there for you because uh, the content won't stop just because football does. So here's my deal. Tony Romo gets worse by the week, and I'm not going to go on some yelling rant, mainly because it's 1030 at night, and I just I don't I don't have it in me. But go from the afternoon cookies of Greg Olson who is prepared, who can speak in complete sentences, who doesn't sound like a high school kid who is doing whippets in the locker room, and who can provide some form of nuanced commentary. You go from Greg Olson on the Fox broadcast, and, the, and he had a dog of a game, a dog of a game. We'll get to why momentarily. Then you flip on whatever the fuck I just watched, the Chuck E. Cheese Theater here with Romo, who was dog shit from start to finish again, I think Jim Nance wants to kill him. Here's how Did I think. Did he invoke another Michael Jordan reference? Is this the second week in yeah, a row? <laughs> yeah. He said he said that it like like when he was watching Clyde Drexler and Jordan go at it. Can, hold on. One question. How old is Tony? I want to see this. We'll how this old right is now. Tony Romo? I want to get an age on this. How Tony old Romo is, is 42 old? years old. All right. So he's 42. And he wants you to believe that when he was nine years old, he understood the context of what Jordan and Dre, I mean, just 
Tony no, DeLuise. He, he watched the last dance like I did. Okay. And then now he's pretending like he was there soaking in the moment. Come on. Right. Like it's, it's something where he had one talking point tonight and it was, Oh, they disrespected Mahomes. He's like a fucking speaking spell. Did you, did you hear when he was trying to sell us on his ankle being an injury, being a good thing? He's yeah. like, well, now you don't understand. Now he's going to operate from the pocket. Yeah. He's one of the best pocket passers in league history, but thank you, Tony. Here's how this is going to work. Jim, you ready? I want to sell you on this. Yeah. Saw an article earlier in the week. Greg Olson publicly went on record saying, look, if Brady retires, I know he's taking my job and I'm a big boy. It's what I signed up for and I'll move on. Here's how this works. Ready? Brady retires. He gets his 37 mil. He goes and takes Olson's gig with the number one spot at Fox. Now he's going to suck too. That's the dirty secret. Mm -hmm. But Olson is what CBS thought Romo was going to be. They get rid of Romo. Olsen works with Nance. Who loses? I'm on board. I mean, Olsen's out here describing third down play calls because they know they're going to go for it on four, thinking one step ahead, explaining the game to people. I would love you know, to see. Well, I don't want to see him get banished. Like he's shitting his pants on every play. Well, yeah, I just don't want to see Olsen get banished. And I did see the quotes and like, you know, good yeah. on him. He gets it. That's how the industry works. That guy's Tom Brady and they're going to pay him a boatload, but. For the, for the sanctity of the viewer. I mean, we need Greg Olson on one of these marquee broadcasts. We do. And, and again, look, Eagles Niners, we can jump into it. So look, review storylines uh, three and two. And if you just stayed away from the props, like I tell everyone to, but TJ pressured me. If you stayed away from the props, I gave you three and one on Championship Sunday. If, if your buddy Bobby can do better than that, well, fuck Bobby and fuck you too. Uh, 67, 56 and three in the year in the big game bets, 10 and 0. You know what? We're done here. That's the best I can do for you. Let's get to Eagles Niners because it was a dog of a game. Yeah, the game itself. Everyone's going to focus on the QB injury and Brock Purdy. Am I wrong to say I don't think it matters? I don't think it mattered in win or loser. I think it mattered in any value in what I watched. Yeah. I mean, the Niners had to go to fourth string QB, then in a ridiculous manner, go to McCaffrey and the Wildcat later in the game. I mean, Jimmy. There's just there was nothing to really grade. And it scares me a little bit because if you think about it, the Eagles played the divisional round against my G-men. There was nothing you could take out of that game, men versus boys. Then they play the Niners. And and again, they made the plays like Purdy didn't get hurt tripping over air. He got his arm ripped off his body. Then the backup, Josh Jackson or whatever the hell his name is, gets his arm ripped off like that's their front. It's what they do. And you know what? In games that Hurts and Jordan Davis start, they are a perfect, what, 16-0 and 0 now. 16-0 and 0 when the big fellow in the middle and they're starting QB play. Well, that's the secret here is, you know, if Purdy plays, there's more life to that offense. But the reality is they were getting their ass kicked. They couldn't run the ball, which is a big deal for a Shanahan team. They yeah. took a million penalties. Last I checked, it was 11. It may have ended up more. Yeah. They did all the wrong things. They couldn't set the edge, which for a Philly team that's got four guys, double digits, they're going to get there. Hassan Reddick gets credit for the the big-time hit and forced fumble. Like, yeah, let's say Brock Purdy plays. It would not have been a, a good spot for him to play, right? So what much of Shanahan make with, doing, though, right? trying to block Hassan Reddick with a tight with end? With a tight end. Well, and there's a lot of Shanahan. This is big game Kyle Shanahan. Why aren't you challenging early in the game the Devonta Smith catch yeah. where they're hurrying up to the line? That's kind of a red flag. Oh, no, they know they didn't get it. Throw the challenge. Step up. It's the difference on a fourth down in getting the ball back 
or giving up a touchdown. And you knew points were going to be at a premium, whether Purdy was the guy or not. That's the other thing. You give up 31. I don't want to hear about who was the quarterback. I mean, the, the Niners, no. the Niners may have hung in with Purdy, but they were never going to win that game. Yeah, no, I think they hang in. I'm with you. It's easy to say when you are on the Eagles. I know what people will say. Yeah, but you bet the Eagles. So that's the way you would want it anyways. But I just, what was the workaround? And, and I'll give you the other thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, the, the McCaffrey thing, I, I would have liked to see more Wildcat. I know that sounds ridiculous, but no, at least with that, you have the extra blocker, right? Here's You're running 11 on 11, and the thought would be, hey, if we have the best defense in football and McCaffrey gets 30 touches, can we win an ugly game? And no, and they were they were in at 7-7 when the QB injury happened and things just unraveled. No, no, it, it's not stupid at all because, you know, the idea that Brock Purdy came into that game knowing he couldn't throw, right. then why is he in there at all? You exactly. go Wildcat. You ride the wave, and look, I understand the stats can lie in this regard, and McCaffrey had one nice run, but 15 carries for 84 yards. Hey, man, you, you got to feed him. That's a day where McCaffrey's got to get 25, 30 touches. The and only again, downside would be McCaffrey can't throw to himself, but you get Debo involved. You run some wing wing T stuff. You get the wishbone out. I don't yeah. know. You find a way to at least – because you're right. With Purdy in without the ability to throw, you're playing with a man down. You're playing 10 yeah. on 11. No, and it was a dog of a game. And I think the other problem, too, and it's why, it's why I don't like player props. Um, and, and you saw it in the later game, too, with, with Tyler Boyd. You saw it early on um, with Purdy. And, 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 and even when injuries take place that affect the game flow, you know, like, look, I thought Jalen Hurts would have a big day. Well, he didn't have to because yeah. the game was over. The game was functionally over the, the minute Purdy got hurt. And then it became theater of the absurd where, you know, fourth string QB gets hurt. So, my question is, and we have the early look ahead line, and we'll get to it for the Super Bowl, but am I wrong in saying, Jim, I don't know what the hell to take away from the Eagles in either of their playoff games? So I don't want to overreact. When I watched the Giants-Eagle game from a hotel in Miami before we set sail, I had this thought, and I thought, like, who's better than Philly? Like, what what's wrong with this team? Their QB can move extend plays they're automatic on fourth down they run the ball they've got two shutdown corners they get more pressure than anybody in football by a considerable margin like tell me where this team's weakness is and i and i know it's the giants and then i know it's the purdyless niners but they've been the best team all season not yeah, just the last couple weeks well i had said to you i thought the eagles would be favored no matter who won the afc game tonight very surprised when we you know sat down to do mm -hmm. this and you're doing it from home and i'm doing it from home um, you're like, whoa, Bengals are actually favored by a point. And I'm like that, or excuse me, Chiefs are actually favored by a point. Excuse me, guys. That did surprise me because of what you're saying. The offensive line, dude, the Eagles did hammer the football on the ground, which is no easy task against the Niners. They're, they're, they're an elite trench team with yeah. a mobile QB and shut down corners. Like, I, I don't, I mean, that's everything you'd want to build from scratch for a football yeah. team. And they've been the best team all year when Hertz is healthy. They don't, they don't lose. Well, and, and again, you know, we may as well do the opening odds right now. We're sitting here. Who cares? A at time of broadcast, this is right now. And this it's going to move. Well, and this is, okay, this is what I have in front of me. So, uh, again, I don't, I don't, you can shop. Let me tell you where it's at. It has actually moved since we started recording. Okay, so why don't you go ahead with what you have in front of you? Let me see if it lines up with what I got. Okay, so before, like right before we hit record, yeah, it was... Chiefs minus a point and a half. I am now staring at Chiefs plus a point and a half. It has yeah. swung completely the other way. Which Okay, full disclosure, no, and I don't need you to blow smoke up my ass. What did I tell you I thought the spread would be on open? 
via text mid-game. Now, this was admittedly a little like ahead of myself. Chiefs had a, a 10-point edge in the first half, and I'm going, what do you think the Super Bowl would be, KC and, and obviously the Eagles? And you thought it would be Eagles minus one and a half, which is where it sits right now. <laughs> All right, so I feel okay about it. Because, I mean, we, we, you know, but look, I, I would tell you the the my early lean is Eagles because of the line of scrimmage, the trench play. Uh, here's the other thing. We can go to the night game now. Let's start with this. Both things can be true. Mahomes' performance in this game was, I don't want to use the term heroic. Let's calm down. He didn't drag Bubba Gump out of the jungle to try to save his life after getting napalmed. He played on a bad ankle. But he's a fucking warrior. But in the same sense, I will tell you, Jim, by doing what he did tonight, he did nothing to help himself in getting healthy. I mean, that ankle is going to be a disaster tomorrow. And he gutted it out. You cannot question his toughness. And he wasn't perfect, but I'll be goddamn, man. The scramble late in that game, I go, holy shit, he's actually taken off. He got assassinated by Osai. Rest mm-hmm. in peace to the Bengal staffer, who I think might be dead. That was crazy. You see that guy get rolled up? Yep. And then I was like, oh, my God, did his head hit the bench? But, like, I just – look, this is going to be the storyline for the whole deal because if he's not 100% in the Super Bowl with that pass rush – and by the way, where was the Chiefs running game tonight? I thought the Bengals were a little bit susceptible, not to getting gashed and, you know, hundreds of yards. Holy shit, the Chiefs running game was awful tonight. And he went out there, one leg, hurting from the start. No running game, no support, ho-hum, going to throw for over 300 against Lou Anaromo, who does not allow that, and made the winning play late with that. That's gutty, Jim. The bottom line, that's that's crazy guts to do what he did. Well, I, let, I, let's add to the story because he's also missing Juju Smith-Schuster injured in the game, Michael yeah. Hardman injured in the game, Kadarius Tony injured in the game. Tony's been injured since birth. I, I know, but the, you go in with the guys and the routes and the timing and what you think you're going to have, and mid-game, they're dropping like flies. We already know the story. They don't have Tyreek Hill, and yet they doesn't matter who the receivers are. doesn't matter that they right. ran for – Two yards a carry. Doesn't matter that Mahomes is on a bad ankle and that they are mid collapse as they did a year ago. He's going to keep the play alive and give himself a chance. And I know nobody's happy with the officiating in the game, but that was a late hit. You have oh. to call that play. So obviously, I'm not on social media. You are. Let me let me hear what some of the Einsteins have a problem with in this. Well, game. you you remember when the Chiefs got like that? There was that confusion about the play that happened that wasn't supposed to happen. The do over. Yeah, the do-over, which they yeah. then showed on the broadcast. The referee the was, was running, running on the fucking field. You just yeah. couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it. Now, I get being initially upset, but then once you're presented with the, the zoomed-out view, you go, well, yeah, the play never should have happened. And the holding the very next play, people are going, they're just giving the Chiefs extra chances to win this yeah, game. Yeah, it's but, rigged. You know what? You know what? Hold on, time. This is the problem. This is why I'm not on social media because, Jim, you're in the swimming pool with a bunch of guys that are 17 white claws deep. They're not, they don't even know what the fuck they're watching. So I don't care. Oh, they didn't like the fishing. Tell me what was questionable. Right. It, it, the the was ref wrong. was on the field. It was holding on the next play. It was a late hit. And if anything, we could talk about moments that got, went both ways. Mahomes, with the first fumble he's ever had in the playoffs, what the hell was that? I mean, they had a oh, gift of a break Cincinnati did. They had chances in that game, and they didn't make the plays. Mahomes was the better quarterback with all the adversity he had to play with. 
And maybe we hold off on renaming his home stadium after Joe Burrow. Maybe that's well, just a lesson for people who got ahead of themselves. And I, and I look, I do admit it. I don't take it to the level Romo does, but I, I just thought everybody burying the Chiefs this week. And I'm going, all right, you want to say Mahomes is going to be nicked up? Cool. He's one of the great quarterbacks I've ever seen. And as much as I don't like him and I don't like some of his, uh, you know, uh, the people around him, I could I could do without the social media presence of certain family members and seeing articles left and right. The dude is, dude's a boss. Yeah. Um, and it was this idea of, oh, ho-hum, Burrow's going to go 4-0 against Mahomes. Burrow's going to walk into Arrowhead and get this done again. I go, guys, I, I just, and when you got off the plane and texted me, and I was. <laughs> that was the first bet I made. Yeah, I was I was coming back. In my defense, because people are going, you are a loser. When you're on a plane, you can't get off right away, and everybody stands up and has nothing to do. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make this bet. This is the first the rubber, bet I want to make. The rubber touched the runway at Metro, and cookies, <laughs> location verified. Bing, 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 bing. Boom, we're making the bet, um, Chiefs. Yeah, so no, I just, I, it all felt way too easy. And I admit, the books put out a bad number. And if you were one of the six people who got Bengals plus three, congrats, you pushed and didn't lose. But that number was never going to hold. I don't know how they thought the Bengals could be three-point dogs. Um, and in the end, anything in between, you you were going to choose your side. And, and if you took the Chiefs, you were obviously you were on the winning side. I'm not telling you it was a work of art. I'm not telling you that it was never a sweat. But I just hated the idea of, oh, I'm just going to roll in with the Bengals into Arrowhead, back-to-back. They cover every game. No way, man. No way. And you know what I love, Jim? Loved it. And you know this is how the big game bet works. I wouldn't say all 10 of the big game bets are like this, but I'd say seven or eight are. They're games where I am on the side nobody's on. The contrarian side. Mike, who looks at Burrow and Mahomes and says, not going to be a lot of points? (laughs) Yeah, but you, you know what's funny too, and it's like it's it's shameless to a point, but like I don't give a shit, whatever. Go listen to the Boomer Show, and and we we broke down why the under sounded, and I yeah I know on surface you're like, dude, Mahomes Burrow, that's that's a maniac play. It's not because the Bengal offensive line was due to get exposed. Yep, and it was immediately. Frazier. I think it was three yeah. straight sacks on the second possession. And Leslie Frazier's not coaching on the other side. Steve yep. Spagnola, I know well because he coached the Giants to a Super Bowl. And I'm not telling you he's perfect, but they were never going to sit in off covering. Even when they lost Legereus Sneed, they still played their scheme. And they got pressure. And Chris Jones was unbelievable. He gets yep. overshadowed by guys like Aaron Donald. And he was awesome. But, but this was the year where he, I mean, I know Donald didn't have a Donald year, but this was the year that Chris Jones took over the, the mantle as the top interior defensive lineman. Yeah, no and doubt. when you start kicking guards out to tackle and you start putting him one-on-one with backup guards, good luck, Cincinnati. And it was yeah, obvious. Did, he had two sacks. I thought there'd be a lot of checkdowns in this game. And I thought I thought there'd be more rushing, which I got wrong. I, I, the Chiefs just never but, got it. But in your defense, a pass to a running back behind the line of scrimmage is like yeah. a pseudo-run game anyway. It's the same concept. Yeah. It's not going to be high-flying. We just knew they were going to protect Mahomes. They had to. And you couldn't ask him. And you know what? Hey, the injuries help my cause because – it really neutered their offense. And the only reason we got in any trouble, I think, was that fumble. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it would be the biggest tip, and I'm sure we'll do like a season recap when the Super Bowl's done, kind of a what we've learned. I think the importance of being on the side nobody wants, you know, being, you know, building a case as to why it looks too easy. Like, it's just 
that important. And then, yeah, pressing, press the bets that you think are big time. And no, you're not going to go 10 and 0 in those games. It's unnatural that I did that. And I'm sure as hell not expecting to A, continue it and B, do it again next year. But yeah, no, Jimmy, it, it, it's something you and I always sit down. And I think that's one thing I've always respected about you is like, you, you get it. You understand, like you get excited when you see like, no one's on this. Yep. No. That, well, that's like, it's so heavy. I'm like, wait, Mahomes getting points at home. Everybody's yeah. betting against Mahomes at Arrowhead. Yeah. Can, we need to, we need to chart a separate boat back to the, to the mainland. We need to make this bet before everybody wises. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in the dinghy behind the cruise ship, diverting, throwing <laughs> my own boat, trying to get back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so what else from that game? I mean, it was an absolute classic. It was awesome. It's the peak of NFL. And by the way, any more mention of the NFL taking the AFC and NFC title games and making them neutral site, you can fuck off into the yeah. sun because take that game and put it at a neutral site and you lose so much of the magic, man. That was amazing. Arrowhead was rocking. And that's, that's the matchup we're going to get to see eight of the next 10 years, right? I mean, stuff happens, but that's going to be the matchup. Burrow, Mahomes, head-to-head. It's not always the prettiest game, right? I mean, the under hit. But it was a tense game, right? I mean, it felt like, don't count them out. It's going to come down to the last possession. Give me games like that. Give me give me that eight of the next 10 years. That's the next decade of the NFL and the AFC. It's Mahomes and it's Burrow. And, and no offense to Allen. He'll get there a couple times. But it feels yeah. like those two are on another level. The NBA playoffs are underway and you want to get to the game. Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat, 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So early, uh, by the way, look ahead line for the Super Bowl. Yes. We have the one and a half currently time of taping, which again, it's uh, now 1040. Uh, what is the total at? 49 and a half. Woo-wee! Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Jim, I got to tell you. Oh, I don't know, Jim. Oh, Jim. Um, no, I mean, the initial thought would be Philly's going to pound the rock. And off the top, they're very comfortable playing a ball control game. I kind of wonder if that number is going to move down, brother. I wonder if that number is going to start to sink. That That seems like a high total, don't you think? I think so. What do you think it should be? Like a 47, 48? Well, I mean, look, they 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 were never going to post something with a five in front of it on open. So the market will dictate it. Yeah. 47 the key. I don't know if you're going to sink that fast. But remember, this Chiefs-Bengal game opened up at 53 and a half, went down to 46 and a half at one point, and then back up to 48. But you lost no less than five points of value. So – the thing I would monitor, and we will, Mahomes and the ankle and, yeah. and and the news on it, because I do think it's the reason the line moved this last week. And we've got two weeks where we're going to hear things, both positive and negative. And what I think you got to do is know where you want to bet this game and then catch it at the right time because yeah, it is going to teeter-totter a little bit. I can't. I wish I could I could see what kind of science shit they're going to do to that ankle the next two weeks. I mean, they're going to be locking him in a refrigerator, throwing him in a hyperbaric space bubble. I mean, dude, he's got two weeks. He's going to get five hours of treatment a day. He's going to live it. He's going to live with treatment. But I'm just telling you, he took a major step backwards today by playing the way he played. That was gutty as hell, but he's going to pay a price. It's going to take a couple of days just to get that thing back to where it was. Can you imagine what that's going to feel like when he wakes up tomorrow morning? Holy oh, shit. Man. He's going to want to cut his foot off. All right. Let's let's um, let's hit the mail. Go ahead. Before we do the mailbag, I just wanted to get your reaction to something as a New Yorker. You're not on social media, but this made a little bit of news. Yeah. So the Empire State Building mm -hmm. changed colors to green following the Eagles win. Apparently, they also did it to red after what? the Chiefs win. But the Eagles thing. What? Yes, I mean, I, you're not on Twitter. I'm staring uh, at it right now. This is the official Empire State Building's Twitter account. Sure. Hold on, hold on, time out. I'll do this live. This is podcasting. I'm Googling. Hold yeah, on. Hang on, hang on. No, no, yeah. no, I don't even need you. I'm going I'm to do this right now because I'm going to tell you, I hope you're fucking with me. <laughs> Empire State Building, and you want me to type It's a verified Twitter account. It's got a quarter million followers. Oh, my God. 
Oh my sweet baby fucking Jesus. Are you kidding me? Who's the asshole in charge who approved this shit? They fly eagles building to the fucking eagles. Now, I don't know if it actually changed in real life, right? But what do you mean? Well, they could have photoshopped this for social media. I don't know that they actually changed. And they the always do this shit. Like when Rutgers was in the top five, they made it red. Or when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, it's red and blue. They have like the most yeah. powerful Phillips Hue lights on the planet for that goddamn thing. But the, that has to be real. The tweet reads for people who haven't seen it or are not on social media. Fly at Eagles fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles NFC championship victory. And then there's the photo in green. Oh, hell no. If that, that, I mean, obviously, it's not like I have a telescope where I can. Uh, hold on. I mean, every. Are, oh, yeah, it blew up. People were upset. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it real? That, or is, or is it's it a verified both? account. It's a real account. Whether they actually changed the color oh, or they just did it for social media, uh, I don't know. Oh, that's disgraceful. I mean, I'm not sitting here telling you it's an international incident. I just think it's a horseshit move. That's dog shit. I'll tell you one thing right now. That's. You're insane. They're insane if they actually did that. Dude, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> pissed. I thought you were fucking with me. I didn't think that was real. Okay. See, this is the bullshit I miss out on. <laughs> what a blessing. All right. Mailbag. Let's, let's get to the mailbag here, and we can uh, wrap this puppy and, and get some sleep and get, get moving. What do we got? The first one comes from Israel. What? Greetings from Israel. This wow. is from Gil. He says, okay. much love from Israel. Displaced Michigander. Love the pod, even though I don't bet on games. Apparently, it's like Honduras. Maybe you can't bet on it. He well, says, I, I think the location would give approval for being in the Middle East. I, it, it's, that's not, of course, it's a location issue, Jim. <laughs> he says, I just find the takes interesting. Would love to get more video portions or full episodes. I understand how it could be difficult. Cookies, you looked ridiculous in your matching swim trunks with your wife. Oh, uh, don't worry. Rico showed me. Don't worry. I saw. I was going to wait to talk to you about that personally. But you know what? We'll leave it alone. All right. You want more video. Great. That's something we're going to work on for season two here, which we would have to do in the off season. Here. Google Podcasts. What, what do you mean? You know, like a green texture. Like if you're on iPhone, it's a blue text. And then everybody who's not in the oh. iMessage crew, they get the green text. We look okay. down on the green text people. I didn't. Okay. I didn't know what that meant. Was just overlooking it. So here, here's the fully transparent deal. Uh, we've gone to the company because, yes, I'd like to hire some people. We need a budget to do that. I mean, obviously, revenue sharing is part of it. Um, but I've, the company's aware. They don't have podcasts like this. They don't have a pod that does the numbers we do. They sure as hell don't have people like Jim and I doing it. So the reality is, I want a budget and we want to have a full-time video program. We want to be able to deliver that stuff to you. But guys, I can't snap my fingers and make it happen. And Gil, I'm not angry at you. I'm well, this is this fun. is Brian. This is Brian. He says he's a green texture, listens through Google Podcasts. He says, Sorry. for whatever reason, there's no way to rate pods apparently on Google Podcasts. So he says, let this email count as a five-star rating. You guys do a fantastic job. He said, a quick question for you guys. Don't have to spend a ton of time on it. But every year, right before the Super Bowl, I'm a futures guy. And I like to look at NBA and NHL and sometimes March Madness. And I like to pick three teams from each sport and uh, put a small amount on each. He says, this year's harder than ever. Do you have three favorites in each of the sports? Could you give me a top three in any of them? I appreciate it. Look forward to the offseason, especially hearing Mike talk golf, Brian in Michigan. Um, wow, fucking futures. All right, here's what we can do. 
Jim, I want you to star this. And in mm-hmm. the episode we're going to do next Monday, uh, where it's kind of the in-between week for the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's do that. We can do that for Brian. Some futures, and, yeah. And by the way, I was still answering Gil for you, the guy from Israel. Mm-hmm. I want him to understand we want to do the video stuff, but I can't snap my fingers and make it happen. So I'm working on it. Um, but, like, it's got to be done properly. Yes, we want to have a better studio. Yes, we want to have better cameras. We are working through it. So just, Gil, we're on it. Brian, we'll do it next week. Let's keep the mailbag rolling. What else? This one's from Sean. He says, Mike, been a fan since the 10 a.m. to noon days back in Lansing. Oh, man. God almighty. I, I, was, I was a baby. <laughs> says, Jim, you're annoying as hell, but growing on me. Oh, I'll no. Take it. I'll take it. Says, I want more insight on why you guys think the way you do on NFL teasers. You hate teasing favorites down. I'd love to know why. As the year went on, Mike started teasing NFL totals, which I love doing because the lines are so tight these days. Love you guys. Love what you're doing. Yeah, I I think for me, it's just the sucker's move is to take favorites, tease them down. And part of it is Jim and I try to explain to you, you have to bet underdogs in the NFL to win, specifically divisional underdogs, and more specifically, home divisional underdogs. So if you're taking that line of thinking and you're taking numbers you already like at, let's say, three and a half or four and a half, and you're able to create a power number like 10 and a half, it's just a way better value than doing what I don't like to do. And Jim makes fun of me, but I don't like big favorites in the NFL. I just don't. So you're like, oh, nine and a half. Well, fuck, Buffalo could win this game by three and a half. Boom, they lose to the Jets. You know, boom, they go out and lose to the Bengals. I, it's the sucker's move. And Vegas is keenly aware also when lines are out and they make these lines and they go, oh, so you're just going to sit here and a team who's a six and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be everyone's teaser, which means that's the team Vegas needs to lose more than anybody else. I never want to be on that side. And it's cliche, but the any given Sunday routine, once you swing back over zero, I think you've done yourself no favors. So Correct. when you're sitting at six and a half, you've swung it over zero and you've you've lost to me a ton of value. And I know that V word is subjective, but I don't like doing it. No, I now don't. what we like doing, and we've said this every week with the teaser, if you've got someone that you can tease like an underdog who's only getting two and a half, and now we can cross three and six. And seven, you're going, okay, now I've created a situation where I I feel a little more comfortable in a, in a sport where underdogs do win, where nonsense yeah. does happen, where every game is supposed to be within a score. Like every week, it feels like every game is within a score. I like getting the extra opportunity as opposed to cutting myself off at the knee and going, fingers crossed. Yeah. No, you, you nailed it. Nothing, I have nothing to add on that. That's okay. really it, guys. It's not like science and you're free to do whatever you want to do. And there will be times we do it. And as far as teasing totals, I love teasing unders. If I already think a game's going under, why not buy myself an extra touchdown? Little cushion. It's just, well, and again, it's the side the public doesn't want to be on. Teasing an over? No. Nah, uh-uh. No, thank mm. you. This one's from Nathan. He says, Mike, it's so funny listening to your disdain for anything that's not spreads, totals, or money lines. This this isn't 1999 anymore when I was born. Oh, come on. I'm throwing a flag on that. (laughs) Says, uh, the betting of player props, in my experience, is very similar to how people play fantasy through the years. Says, Jim, I get told all the time I'm an old soul, so I relate to that. As a Memphis native, uh, we've had to take 
anything we wanted and never had it hand to us like these SEC schools. I feel like if as if Detroit is a sister city to us in Memphis. Okay, he goes on to say, I love your insights and willingness to look at multiple angles, including different player props. Keep up the good work and let's make it a great year. So you're not a prop guy. Explain that to people. Well, like case in point today, I mean, in the NFL, I watched like six or seven guys leave this Kansas City game alone. Look at the San Francisco game. I just feel like when you're playing these, you've taken something that's already really difficult to do and you've largely made it a fucking scratch off ticket. I'm just not interested. And I mean, as someone who bet on 14 college quarterbacks and injured them all, like I just, Jim, I can't buy into it. Mike, let me give you an example. Right. So I, I posted some of my picks today because I wasn't on the pod, but I posted before the games. So I'm not making this up or asking for credit or whatever. I had Philly minus two and a half. It hit. I had San Francisco team under 21 and a half. I whiffed on two player props in the early game. A.J. Brown over and that Philly defensive touchdown. I, I dipped a toe in there. So I whiffed on the props. Second game, I hit Kansas City money line. And I hit the under. I followed the big game bet where I got in trouble. I had Pacheco over carries, just missed. I had Chase over receiving yards, just missed. I essentially went over in props and perfect with spreads, totals, and money lines. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too, is like game flow dictates. So when you look at something and you're like, well, that looks easy. Well, think about it. I mean, the game gets out of control one way or the other. It could kill or help what you've done. Like it's hard enough to pick who's going to win the game and and by how much to predict statistical output within that framework. I look, I think you're sharp about it. You put in the work. It's your thing. I have other things I like. Yeah, that, that, that's the beauty of this. But you're right. I have a disdain for it because largely I'm being upfront with you. I think it's bullshit. I think the whole I think all of it's bullshit. But people love it. FanDuel's not stupid, and they're our sponsor. They have more betting markets than anybody. God bless. I hope you bet them all. I don't give a shit what you do. Go for it. I know what I like, and that's just that's how it be. So, yeah, I leave the props to Jimmy. Two more, and then we'll wrap the mailbag up here. Appreciate you guys, again, sending these in. If you haven't, if you want to, cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. We'll read these on Mondays. This one says, hey, guys, love the pod, but my God, there is nothing more annoying than an ad in the middle of a sentence. I get it. You got to make money. I do. It'd be great if these could be placed better. Respectfully, Troy in Washington, D.C. Jesus fucking Christ. How many times do I have to say this? Troy, listen to my words. We don't place the ads. Do you hear me, Troy? This is the third goddamn time I've had to do this. We don't place the ads. Someone at corporate continues to fuck it up. It's not us. I hate it. I like to go back and check our work. It's not narcissistic. It's because I want to really see what we could do better Mm -hmm. or just goddamn it be able to say, you know what, Jimmy, nice show today. It is jarring, though. I'm, I'm not going to, like, disagree with Troy no, at all. It's no, jarring. I'm tired of explaining it, and I get tired of nobody at corporate figuring it out. It's not curing cancer. We, even, we have ad. We, after the game pick is done, right? We talk about the game. Then before we go to the next game, drop the ad. Not midpoint. Mike's breaking down offensive lines, and it's. Hey, a message from some sponsor. Yeah, we know. That's not okay. That's not good. It's jarring. Troy, you're right, but so am I. It's not us. I can't get an answer. 
I, I don't know what you want me to do. That's all. He just wanted to vent. I, I understand. And so did I. Sam in Denver has our last one. He says, hey, Mike and Cookies. First of all, I wanted to say how much I appreciate the pod, the consistency of the episodes. I moved to Detroit uh, from Detroit to Denver. I can't listen to your shows on radio anymore, but the podcast allows me to listen to you guys and you do an awesome job. He said, that being said, Mike, are you planning on doing the March Madness gauntlet this year for the podcast? Now, for people who don't know what that is, you do it on your radio show where you take the field of 68 teams, you rattle off the nicknames and all kinds of fun facts. He thinks something similar would be fun for the podcast this March. Yes, we can do it. And uh, also we are going to do a potathon like we did for bowl season or uh, for month of November. No, we got March Madness covered. We're going to do it all. Uh, we'll break down the whole field. We'll knock out futures. We'll knock out every matchup. Um, I, I admit it. I'm going to say it on there. The whole please bet responsibly. I'm a nutcase with March Madness. Every year, for those who don't know what the hell we do, my show goes to Vegas. We do two March Madness shows, and I let the lion out of the cage. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm just telling you what it is. I go out, and there's nothing selective about what I do. I bet everything. Because it's March Madness and I'm in Vegas. I love it. I can't help myself. Um, but we are going to, we'll, we'll cover every game. We'll cover every round. Um, we're going to roll right through March Madness. We will crank the content out. Yes. And I have started in the last few weeks really drilling down on college basketball because largely it's fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, but yes, uh, the work is getting done. And no, we're going to crush it. And then, yeah, we can do something similar as far as the fun thing that we do on the show. And by the way, you can listen to the show. All you got to do is use Aud the Odyssey app or our YouTube channel, The Lenny Show. Like, it's all there for you, man. Sammy, we got you covered, bro. Sam, you don't you don't have to be out in the dark. You're not stranded yes. in the Atlantic Ocean. There are ways for you to communicate yeah. with us. Well, like, what is he, Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway? He's floating <laughs> on a shipping container? Sammy, you moved to Denver, not the moon. You can get all the stuff we do. He's hanging in Rotan, Honduras with right. uh, no, no way of exactly. connecting to the modern world. Exactly. All right. Subscribe, turn on notifications, emails to cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Mike? No, man. Really, really good. I'm glad we squeezed this in. I know scheduling for you, you're doing middays tomorrow and there was just no time to tape and we didn't want to screw the people over. And yes, we'll be back in studio, regular audio. Thank you for bearing with us, you know, sounding like all the other podcasts for one episode. <sighs> We'll be back to our professional ways uh, and get you look ahead. We're going to get you. And Jim, you checked the offseason plan. While you I were did. I did. All right. Sir, Pucks a lot, some college hoops. And I'm going to run that college hoop system by you when we tape again on Wednesday. I want to see how comfortable. It's not a system, but it is a system, but it's not. Guardrails. We like guardrails. I want to see how comfortable you are with that. We'll put the bumpers on the bowling lanes and we'll be Thank good to you. go. All right. Rock and roll. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. That's Cash the Ticket.